are you ready to get cooking? Yeah. Call me in. All you need are the right ingredients. Interviews. Home Cook. and every day. Crazy people. What a lovely meal. Welcome to JJ Jackson's Food Tips. The basics and beyond. The gourmet kitchen is indispensable. Now. 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 The doctor of funk himself, J.J. Jackson. Here we go. I was a rock and roll DJ for a lot of years, and I was fortunate enough to play in markets across this country and in a few others as well. Stations like KVNS, Brownsville, Texas, in the Hudson Valley of New York State on 93.5 WGNY, Sacramento, California on R&B and Old School V101.1. 98.7 The River in Savannah, CKLW Windsor, Ontario, Canada, 107.9 WSRZ, Sarasota, Florida, Mix 94.5 Lexington, and 100.5 Louie FM in Louisville, Kentucky. There's a ton more, and I'll hit them on the next show. Food Tips, the Basics and Beyond is a lifestyle show for foodies who love interviews with chefs about restaurants, great interviews, and we'll talk to our listeners from years ago and currently. If you love recipes, wine, shortcuts, and recommendations, this is the place for you. Come on in. And in food news, time for food news. Food news. On food tips, the basics and beyond. Lose is good food for your mind. Well, uh, butter brouhaha is boiling up. See what I did there? That is, is it cool to leave butter out for extended periods of time? I did it there again. Or should it go back into the fridge? Even those who prefer butter stay on the table at all times might want to reconsider their routine in the hot months. One commentator suggests if your butter gets too warm in your house... You might experience some fat and water separation that can lead to a butter that's gritty, mealy, grainy, and leaky if recooled. That's what she said. Shopping for the highest fat content you can find, which helps preserve the butter longer, is really a good idea. By law, U.S. butter must contain at least 80% butter fat. Water content also improves the flavor when used in baking and cooking, and helps it soften faster when removed from the refrigerator. By the way, the FDA recommends butter only go unrefrigerated for a day or two. Now, Chef Jacques Pepin prefers to eat it cold, like the Danes do, who even have a word for a layer that's thick enough to show teeth marks when you bite into it. It's Tansmore, or tooth butter. So say you want to have pliable butter, but don't want to leave the butter out. Here's a tip from someone apparently way smarter than me. First, set some water to a boil and then cut the butter up into chunks, placing them on a plate. Pour the boiling water into a glass measuring cup, empty it out, and quickly place the now warm cup over the butter on the plate. In about 10 minutes, you should have a much softer, pliable butter. Honestly, I just stick the butter in the microwave for about 10 to 15 seconds Then I put it back in the fridge. No big deal. I hope some of this helps. I mean, really. Do you know anything about wine? I think I know somebody who does. Time for Super Wine Guy, Michael Gallant. Oh, yeah. Oh, he knows wine. He knows, yes. 
He knows. The original wine connoisseur. He's been to France. Whether you're looking for good deals on great wine or great deals on good wine, stand by for more food tips, the basics, and beyond. Michael Gallant. I love those things with my wine. Uh, Super wine guy Michael Gallant is here with us. And also our executive producer, which a, means a we rare could, treat. We could yep. get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the lovely patio furniture is here. Let's hear it for Patty. Yay. Yeah, nice. That's how you know Patty's here. Yeah, because there's a wine glass. Yeah, she doesn't come on and... any other of the parts of the <laughs> broadcast or podcast except when the wine guy's here. Yeah. So. She knows. That's yeah. when that's the best time to be here. Yeah. Where's that dump bucket? Is there? Ah. Oh, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, we, yeah. We, I got yeah, you. We don't. Yeah. We try not to dump around here. So. Yeah, and we, we're not going to. So, uh, what what do you got there, pal? So this is a. I thought I'd have a special treat today, and so this is a, a small production wine out of California. That actually isn't being made anymore. I think this is the last vintage of it. It's called Cave Dog. Yummy. And it's a this is a 2018 Napa Valley Red. And this is a project of a guy named Michael Havens. And I've known Michael for many years. He had his own winery. He was the winemaker at Truchard, which is one of my favorite producers for a long time. Really kind of known for Merlot and Syrah. And he had developed a wine at Havens that he called Burico. B-O-U-R-R-I-Q-O-T. And it was a blend of Merlot and Cab Franc from one vineyard in Napa Valley. Well, then as things happen in the wine world, Michael Havens has sold his winery. It went away and he didn't really have access to this fruit. And then lo and behold, he came back at some point, created this label, Cave Dog. And he was making a couple of Spanish, whites from Spanish um, style grapes. So there was a guy in Napa, he convinced to plant a couple of white Spanish grapes, and he was making some great wine under this label and that. Well, lo and behold, then he got access back to the original vineyard that he made Haven's Burico from. Okay. And it was a blend, again, of Syrah, or of um, Merlot and Cab Franc. And so he got this back, and so he created this Cave Dog. It's just called Cave Dog Red Wines, 50% Merlot, 50% Cabernet Franc. And then it's going to be like a bold wine, isn't it? It should be pretty rich, but you know, Merlot and Cab Franc are, have a little less tannins than Cabernet Sauvignon. Right. Cabernet Franc, you tend to blend for its aromatics, and Merlot um, for its kind of softness, you know, its approachability. Um, so this should be really good. I haven't tried this one yet. Um, the long story short, he kind of decided to give up this winery, which he did. So this winery doesn't exist anymore. This was a fairly recent. Well, wait I mean, a second. Can yeah, we not I mean, get this wine? I think you might be able to find some online. Good luck. I bought a, a you know, a, a little chunk because it was a pretty good deal. So because any of you out there are looking to purchase some wine. <laughs> yeah. But he decided to move to Spain to make Spanish white wine. So he really? moved to Spain. He sold off all his inventory of these Spanish wines and this and... Um, and moved to Spain. And well, so, talk to me a minute about Spanish white wine. Uh-huh. Uh, what does it taste like? Well, they tend to have pretty good acidity. Um, you know, the, 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 probably the best-known ones are Albariño and Godello. And they're both, you know, pretty fruit-driven, pretty aromatic, with nice kind of crisp acidity. Seafood, they're seafood white wines. You know, Portugal mm, yeah, um, sure. um, and Spain have so much coastal land right. that um, 
um, that, you know, that, that those whites are really driven by that. And one of the things that happened in Italy and Spain really heavily is the white wines were always kind of second class citizens. Yeah. And they weren't, frankly, made very well. They weren't very, they weren't keeping an eye on the temperature and, and during fermentation and things. Now those wines are beautiful and are, you know, in all those places. Portugal, Spain, Italy are making beautiful well, white you're wines. Being Portuguese, yep. I mean, when when you came into wines, were you a fan of uh, Portuguese you, wines? You couldn't find. There was like there that? was very little Portuguese okay. wine available Got in it. those days. There's a lot more now. Right. Portugal has become more and more famous, and so is Spain. This is delicious. Is oh, you, yeah. Patty's already drinking, yeah. you know, yeah. so. Yeah. JJ and I are talking, Patty's drinking. That's yeah. the way this works. I haven't even smelled so, it yet. You know, so. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, that was kind of the deal is, is, is Portugal and Spain were kind of the last ones on the world stage. Italy and, wow. and um, France really kind of owned the international European wine market. And then, you know, Spain came a little later and Portugal now is really becoming well known. And so. Maui. Smell, it's a little closed in on the nose, but you can get a little of that Cabernet Franc. Cabernet Franc really bumps up the aromatic on a wine like this. I and think so this, uh, very uh, violet in the nose usually. Um, a little more air, I um, think this will grow up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of flower and a little bit of thyme, I, I'm guessing. I had a, there were some 18 and some 17 that I bought. Um, this is the first time I've tried the 18. They're going to age beautifully for 10 years. There's no doubt about that. This one so, made me cry. Oh, good. <laughs> Oh yeah, and the nose already is. It's just changing Yummy. in a in five minutes. It's already changed. Oh, the I nose wipe on tears it. out of my eyes. Oh, okay. Smells so delicious. It tastes delicious. Yum. Yeah, that's pretty nice. That's the so beauty of it, I guess. It smells delicious. It tastes delicious. That's what we want. So yeah. So uh, again, yeah. Um, his quote on the back is one man, one site, one wine. That's kind of the way he marketed this thing, and it was. Oh. And again, it's fifty Merlot, fifty Cab Franc. Um, it's worth the try to find it category again it's called cave dog but if you went online and just did a google search or go to wine searcher i use wine searcher quite a bit which is good if you're looking for wines um it will show you retailers across the country that carry them not right. everyone but then you can buy them direct with some from yeah. some of these retailers. difference in price on wine searcher is yep. depending on where you buy it yep. from where you're you buy it. yeah and, and so there's it's... a lot of factors you know i mean wines in certain markets get taxed at a higher rate right. the there may be you know, more, more strong independent stores. They might, there are always going to be stores with cheaper prices and stores with higher prices. You just kind of eventually learn that. Okay. So. so when you, just as a rule, uh -huh. uh, if you go to a tower, as ex for an example, yep. uh, or uh, what's the, uh, what's the one that's kind of nation, regional or nation? Total. total that's yeah. it. Total. total is in so, the, in the market. So yeah. they have buying power. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you walk in the door, I mean, uh, what would be the difference if, if you found this or found it in another place that was just a you know mom and pop store? Well, it would probably be the difference between about 50 and about 70 bucks, that kind of thing. Wow. So that's Depending. Yeah. But wine like this, you're not going to find because it was such limited, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you did, great. Grab it, buy some. You're more likely to find it online and be able to buy some bottles that way, you know. And, and um um, it just, you know, I'm guessing if you went into a, your local store, almost anywhere in the country right now and asked for this wine, they'd look at you like you were an alien. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, we don't um, know what you're talking yeah, about. We don't, and yeah. And again, it was very limited. The last couple of vintages, um, I think he sold directly through his website, through the Cave Dog website. And then these, because he was leaving the country, he kind of crushed them out through a couple of key retailers 
at a very aggressive price, which is why I bought a little bit. And so, so how uh, what, what if, if you did get this, what would the price point be? Well, it was meant to be about 60, 65 bucks. Mm-hmm. And so I think I paid 35 for it. So, um, um, I pay 35 Yeah, for oh, I think it's a, a, you know, again, value is where you find it. Some people would say 35 bucks. I'm never going to pay 35 bucks for a bottle of wine. Well, 35 bucks for what's essentially a $65 bottle of wine, all day long I'll pay that. You know? Now, here's so, the good thing about this show, okay? So... You're listening to this show, so now you know Michael. <laughs> and all you have to do is like send an email to me, yep. radiojackson at gmail.com, or yep. send one to Michael. Uh, it's right wine, yep. RGT wine. Yep, at hotmail. At hotmail.com. And, uh, you know, uh, ask him if he's got any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or I'll he, ask him for you. Yeah, or he could at least help you recommend some other things. Right, or that also, might be just as good. Yeah, yeah, that might be. Or that because this know. is this is a solid winner, right? Yeah, here. this is a solid winner. You you know, again, you you. And when it comes things, to us with wine that we can't get, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you knew it was going to taste good. And that's <laughs> I, why you brought I it. I knew it was going to be good, and I knew you guys, you know, would enjoy it. And so, you know, what it's would fun you? To do uh, this. What would you cook with this? Oh, man, this cries for a nice steak, you know, a tenderloin, roast a whole tenderloin, yeah, you know, right. yeah. do it on the grill. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big red meat and red wine fan. This would be know, good so. with smoked meat as well. This yeah, I'd be good. really good with, yeah, if you smoke some, do a brisket or yeah, something, yeah. you know, so it'd be really good with that. And this is going to, again, this is softer than a, a, a big Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have super crazy tannins. The tannins are very fine. Um and it's going to, you wait and see when you try this later tonight. Wow. It's going to evolve. Even it's going to evolve quite a bit. So well, how long has it been in the glass? Maybe five minutes? Five minutes, eight it's minutes. It's different yeah, now. So, yeah. Is it yeah. okay that my lips are numb? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's normal, that's Patty. Probably that's probably good, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that happens, you know. After so. your tongue and your head start to get numb, maybe yeah. you should stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's your that's your body telling you that uh, you've had enough. Yeah, you know? and it's Alka Seltzer Plus time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is this is really really tasty. I uh, I really enjoy that. So yeah, that's very good. I like that too. So, um, you know, again, Michael Havens, cool guy. If you look him up, if you're, I think he's like you say, I think he moved to Spain, but I have no idea where. But if you run across him, let me know. What does he owe you money? No, but he's a you cool owe him guy. money. Yeah, that could be. So. <laughs> You know, he's just a, a super interesting guy. He wouldn't remember me from Adam, I'm sure, but I've met him a couple of times. But just, you know, you, you're, you, I'm a big fan of following winemakers and following quality wineries. They always do well. And, you know, this was the sort of thing that because it was Michael Havens, right. I immediately jumped at the chance to get some because I know he's a quality producer. I know he's going to do good wine. And so that's what you got to do. This is the beauty of having you here. You, you know, you follow... Wine producers. I mean, we've done shows just on dirt. We have done shows just on dirt. I mean, because yeah, so. that's it's from you know, terroir. Yeah, yeah it comes absolutely. From the ground, absolutely. and you gotta you, you gotta talk about that because every step of the way, uh, that's how the greatest wines happen. Oh, absolutely. You and know. also, that's how some wines that suck happen. Yeah, you're putting them in places. You're growing them in places where they shouldn't be grown. Right. You know, and that still happens to this day. Less so. 50 years ago, certainly that would happen. One of my the fascinating things for me in California is, is in California, you know, if I was an, a, a, an Italian immigrant and I was lucky enough to plant some grapes in California somewhere, normally what they did was they took a plot of land and just planted everything they had. Right. So you might buy a vineyard 
less so today, but in those days, that you didn't even know what the grapes were. You know, it might be a, a row of this and some vines of this and this, that, and the other. And all you did was was grow it and pick it and put it all in a bottle, you know. And so, and it was just a blend. It was just a red blend. Now, you know, we've kind of learned over time that it's, yeah, well, it's, that, a, it's that was, better. That was a guessing game then. Yeah, very much I so. I mean, if it turned out good, well, you were fortunate. Yeah, exactly. Well, it usually turned out drinkable. That was all you were kind of looking for, <laughs> you know. That's all you were really looking for. You weren't looking to, you know, to, to win fairs and stuff. And so, speaking of drinkable, uh, let's talk biblical for a minute, okay? Uh oh. So the stuff that they used to drink. Ugh. That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't. I, you know, when they talk about wine in the Bible, yeah. I mean, you you think they're talking about this wonderful? It was like vinegar. Wasn't yeah, it? It, it wasn't. Much of it wasn't based on grapes. It was based on other th- fruits or, and other spices and things. It usually had to be watered down almost completely, like like one-to-one, before it was even close to drinkable. And it was just, you know, a mix of botanicals, maybe some grapes, maybe some other fruits and things. And it was pretty... Rough. It wasn't, yeah. If you and I, you know, were in biblical times and tried one of those, we would be, you know, we would be. We'd give up our toes. Yeah, that's right. We'd be like, we're out. <laughs> we got to go back. Let's go buy a winery. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go find some grapes. There, there's know. something we can do here to make a little money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a few shekels. <laughs> well, but the problem is, is there was just so many, there are so many technological things now involved with wine that improve the quality of it. You know, I mean, wine is a very, um, uh, it spoils very quickly when you make it, when you produce it, when you put it in. You know, bottles didn't come along until very late. You know, things were put in jugs and, and the air, you know, air was, was always interacting it. with it. Yeah. And that's, you know, you can see, think about that. Take a bottle of wine, pour out half of it, leave the cork off of it, and leave it on your counter for 30 days and, and then try know, it. The, the olive oil was like that as yeah, well. Yeah, everything I mean, was. Left it's them all, in these that's right. Things. It all spoils. You yeah. know, I mean, it's not nowadays that's all... Watched very closely. Oh, Patty did you find some Patty? Holy Jesus, that's for 1999. Wow, not oh, no. available. <laughs> oh, don't do that. I was about. To... <laughs> What's he? What year is that? I was about to have to buy another case. You okay, know, 2018. So is that that's about the time one. he left? Oh, same thing. That's yeah. this wine. Yeah, oh, this yeah. was the last. Yeah, I'm sorry, I teased you. Like, yeah, that. really. I'm like, wait, <laughs> let's go buy a case. It. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, I bought some 17 and some 18, but this is the 18, yeah. So, it's um, delicious. Yeah, it's really good. It's just going to get better. And so, But again, if you are lucky, and there may be some other, Patty's now scouring the internet, see if she yeah. can find some. Yeah. But that's what an executive producer yeah, that's does. Right, that's right. <laughs> that you may find some, you may run across some in a retailer, especially if you're maybe in California or somewhere, yeah. you know, but buy it if you do. So, All right. Well, pretty this, tasty. Is, this is great. This is, and I really enjoyed that. And if we can find a deal, we'll let you know and uh, we can drink the wine again. Yep, that's delicious. All right. Have Um, a great day. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Well, that wraps up another edition of Food Tips, The Basics and Beyond. Big thank you to production whiz Dave Parker for the elements he so richly creates. Great to have our executive producer, the lovely Patio Furniture, with us for the wine segment. I suppose we're fortunate we didn't get fired. And uh, super wine guy, Michael Gallant, who I think you could say, well, his wine knowledge is endless. I mean, the guy's a book. Write to us if we can help with anything. Michael is at rgtwine at hotmail.com. And I am at radiojackson at gmail.com. Until next time, I am J.J. Jackson, and this is Food Tips, the basics and beyond. 